0: ABC.
1: The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A Word in Your Ear with Professor Raleigh Sussex.
0: Roly Sussex, OAM Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here to have a word in your ear about words relating to clothes, clothing, what you are wearing today. Have you ever wondered, for example, who came up with the word jeggings? What is a skort? Last week it was all about shoes, oxfords, brogues, stilettos. And this afternoon, Rolly would like to focus on clothes. You're looking rather fresh in a shirt today. Not a T-shirt, even though if I was to lay it out on the bed, it would make the shape of a T, but it's different from a T-shirt because it's got buttons down the front.
1: It has. But then again, shirt and skirt are actually the same word. What? Yes. No. Yes. Ah. Because they were borrowed when you got skirt, sk, it's almost always Scandinavian, right? Think of Scandinavian sk. Borrowed from the from the probably the Danes when they came to England about 900 or something. And then and so we borrowed it and we made it English and we made skirt into shirt, right? Shirt. Great. And then we borrowed it again. And this time it kept the skirt. So shirt and skirt are actually the same word if you know where to look. Boy, oh,
0: boy. Where it gets even more interesting, I suppose, then, is when you move into considering the addition of limbs. Because last week, Rolly, you made a point about plurality. (laughs) I did. (laughs) And parts of um, our wardrobe. Yes. Something to do with um, things below the waist. So the skirt south of the shirt Mm -hmm. is plural, Mm -hmm. but... Above the waist, it's singular. Is that and right?
1: Broadly, that's true. Um, skirt is probably a bit of an exception, perhaps because your legs don't th- go through two holes to put oh, it on. Okay. I mean, I, wouldn't, I don't wear them, so I wouldn't know, although I am actually entitled to wear a kilt. Oh, cool. But that also is singular because your legs don't go through any holes to get onto it. Ah. Right. But if you think about trousers and pants and jeans uh, and dungarees and so on, they're all plural. If you put your legs through them, there are a few exceptions like an athletic support, right, which is singular. But bell-bottoms and culottes and plus fours, I, I've got a whole list of them and we'll talk about where they come from. Pyjamas, which come, come from Hindi and Persian and mean leg clothes. Yes. And they're plural.
0: Yes. And of course,
1: in America, they're pajamas, and where else they're pajamas? Pajamas
0: or PJs?
1: PJs or jammies or jim jams or jammers, depending on where you uh-huh. are. It's one of these things, you know. Those of us who like spending time in their pajamas on a winter's evening, yes, with feeling very hygge, which is a, a Danish word for being sort of nice and, and cuddly and warm and coffee. Oh, that sounds anyway, nice indeed. the the list of of Things below the waist, which is plural, is enormous. So there's pants and tracks and tracky dacks and jodpers and jeans and slacks and denims and strides and dungarees and overalls and pedal pushes. I should get poetic, right? And sticky bums. Have you ever read sticky bums?
0: You just said sticky bums. Yes, sticky bums. My seven-year-old would explode in a fit of laughter right now, Professor Rollis. Sticky
1: bums is something worn by people on horses and the bit that you sit on has got some leather which doesn't slide around on the saddle. Is
0: that a jodhpur by other words? It's sort
1: of a jodhpur but with a special bit underneath which helps you become a little bit more… Sticky. Well, sticky, yes. In a salam. Knickerbockers, jockey shorts, jocks and Bermudas and clam diggers and budgie smugglers and togs and speeders and swimmers, bloomers and unmentionables, also plural, and panties and pantyhoses and boxer shorts and drawers and wife fronts and long johns. Almost all of them plural. Hmm. For some reason, your legs going through holes makes a plural, but not in French. We'll come back to that later. But
0: your arms are... Uh, but come hairs arms don't. Often, often there are two arms, not always, but often. Well,
1: usually, and there are two holes for them to go uh, through. And So how
0: come we don't consider
1: the That's fact there are two holes. the way arms? the language works. So shirt odd. and T-shirt and singlet and bodice and blouse and jersey and guernsey and jumper and pullover and cardigan mm. and jacket and vest and waistcoat and coat and chemise and tunic and polo and turtleneck and skivvy and corset. All of which... It's very strange that yes. somehow your waist is the, ma- the meeting point where plural meets singular. And I've got lots more about where all of these come from. They're lot- lots of fun.
0: Darren at BOR. Darren, hello. What's your question for Professor Rolly Sussex, our Lord of Language?
1: Why are shoes called sneakers? Mm. Well, I think sneaking, you know, they, they, a sneaker is characteristically a, a sole that doesn't go clonk, clonk, clonk on the floor. And so you can use them for being quite surreptitious about your movements. And sneakers is an American word, but I think also sneaking is a kind of... Well, it's got two meanings. One is you're being, being a bit underhand and possibly criminal. And the other one is you're simply moving in very, very smooth and quietly. And that's where it came from. And then, of course, the different countries like the Brits went into different shoes and they've got trainers and joggers. Um, we've taken the American sneakers on the whole...
0: Okay. Uh, sneaking with the grace and ease of a nudie brank, perhaps, Royal Sussex. Thank you very much, Darren. Uh, Val at Harvey Bay. Hi, Val. Hi. I just want to know the origin of the word wardrobe itself.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I understand it has two meanings, what we actually wear and yes. the implement that they're stored in.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. It comes from actually, the, the you might know the French guardrobe. And sometimes G and W have done something. So G in French is W. So Guillaume in French is William. And a garde-robe is a wardrobe. Okay. Uh, it originally meant a private chamber. And so a rather special place. And then, it, of course, people started putting their clothes in their own personal private chamber. And that's how it came about. And then it did another jump from the place where you put clothes to the clothes themselves. And that kind of jump okay. is is not too unusual. English does this with a fair amount of uh, of latitude.
0: Okay, thanks. Yeah. Professor. There you go. Thank Pleasure. you, Val. Now, Rolly, before we move on to a few of our callers, you had neatly divided the uh, lists of mm. clothing articles into those that were for below the body and those that for. Above for above. Singular above. and plural. Yes.
1: And you were going to tell us about the origins of some of these words. I will too. Um, Irish and Scots gave us the word trousers or rather trues. You might have heard trues. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, I have. It's T-R-E-W-S. It's T-R-U-I-S in Irish. Cam at Tara wanted to know why trousers were once called trues. Well, that's there. It's a dialect word. And we have, have sort of changed it a little bit and made it modern English trousers. Hindi gave us dungarees and jodpas. Now remember India was the place where a lot of sporting things like chuckers and so on for polo came from, and so they gave us some of the vocabulary for horsing and horse horse wear, like jodhpurs uh, And and Persian, as I said, gave us pajamas. Dutch gave us well, Dutch possibly gave us knickerbockers, because there was a book by by Irving called A History of New York in nineteen oh eight, and he described some Dutch people wearing some clothes which were illustrated and which were a sort of knickerbocker. US gave us bloomers, thanks to Amelia Bloomer, who was a lady who invented them and propagated them. German gave us lederhosen, which are leather trousers. And uh, they're just leather trousers, usually with braces, which are now known as suspenders. And uh, men in Bavaria do dances and slap their thighs while doing them. Japan gives us kimono, of course. And India gave us a sari, now, some of those are definitely, you know, a sare, not many people in, in in Australia, except for Indian people, would wear saris, I think, although I think it's a very beautiful garment. But um, the French, as you'd expect, have given us the biggest lot of things. And here, listen up, all right? Jeans from something which is coming de Jeanne or from Genoa, which isn't even in France.
0: It's in Italy.
1: It's in Italy. But de Jeanne gave us the word jeans, hmm. right? In other words, it was a, a, an item of clothing. And then there's denim, which comes de Nîmes, was from Nîmes in France again. Oh, really? De, yes. Nîmes. de Nîmes. Of Nîmes, from of, Nîmes. Of Nîmes, from ah. Nîmes, yes. And so those two gave us, you know, ah. particular sorts of wear. Culottes. Are definitely French.
0: Now, I'm oh. always confused about a culotte. What exactly is a culotte? culotte
1: culottes are knee breeches. Okay. They're, they're but are they
0: pleated and sort of they to appear as pleated. if they're a skirt? They can almost... be
1: quite full. Yes. But the trouble with culottes is that they've got the word cul in them, and cul is, comes from the Latin culus, which means your bottom. Bottom shorts. So your bottom shorts, yes. Your bottom
0: shorts that look like a skirt but aren't a skirt.
1: But aren't a skirt. Because or... they have
0: two... That's right, and a
1: skort, of course, is a skirt and and shorts kind of combined.
0: And to the confusing differences between the plural and the singular, Peter at Habana, just to add weight to the argument that it's not as simple as it ever seems, uh, glasses something you wear above the waist that is plural. Except
1: that they're not clothing.
0: It's an accessory, isn't it's it? It's an accessory, there I we think, go. Yes. Aha, And Peter. lots
1: of things with eyes, because we've got two eyes, Aha. except for those who've had some sort of trauma to one of them. Um, you know, binoculars and so on are all... Monocular is singular, but binoculars, right, eyeglasses plural bra. bra 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 yeah and
0: there's a bra. story about the bra there in is french, a story about it? the
1: bra because we think it comes from brassiere yes right mm. but the word for a bra in french is not brassiere at all it's a soutien gorge, which means soutien gorge. that's a is,
0: mouthful for a little
1: it is a bit, bit of... but it means support the bust oh well that's
0: does what it says in the box then doesn't it yes okay and
1: brassiere is a french word and it means a child's bodice or so vest
0: Camisole, is that French as well?
1: Definitely, yes. Camisole is a loose upper garment uh, worn under things, all right? Um, Pants comes from pantalon, which is French. We come back to that in a moment because in French it's singular.
0: Oh, dear, oh, dear.
1: Right. Uh, Diapers come from French. Vest, originally meaning a coat. Scarf and bonnet and peignoir. Do you have a peignoir? I don't know.
0: Isn't it right. It's a sort, a
1: sort of no, no, no. It's a sort of a, 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 a dressing gown, gra- dressing gown sort of robe. Yes, thing. I yes. do. I have
0: several. I have
1: several. You have several. Chemise and robe and espadrilles, of course. Yes, robe some people sandals. like espadrilles. Love them. Now, the interesting thing is that, as usual, if there's a choice between French and non-French, between a tie and a cravat. The French one is more classy,
0: isn't it? Just.
1: As good. What so about the,
0: cummerbund? A cummerbund? Cummerbund.
1: A cummerbund. is a thing that the gentlemen wear around their middles, and I think it's. Um, I think it's it's either. Either the German? No, it isn't. It's Persian.
0: Okay, really? Yeah. Right,
1: there you go. Come on, it's a band worn around the waist or the loins. By the way, do you know where your loins are? People get it wrong. No,
0: oh, I don't know, really. Where loins, loins I'm are. sorry, that's
1: not a personal <laughs> question. Loins are between your, your breastbone yes. and your pelvis. Ah. So it's the, your lower, lower sort of abdomen, right? That's a enough. lot of people think that loins are legs. Wrong. Hmm. So girding your loins is not nothing to do with your legs, but it's actually wrapping your long trousers around your middle... Oh. So, that, so that you can sort of be the better to fight.
0: Well, I was always asked not to wrap my jumper around my middle in the fashion of the 90s that was popular at the time it that I was. was doing such things. And Matt at Petrie, you have a question about jumpers.
1: Hello, Matt. Good afternoon. My name is Matthew, but you can call me Matt. <laughs> Thank Professor <laughs> you. Professor Ollie. Yes. Um, when I grew up in England, uh, yes. my mum used to say, oh, that's a lovely jumper. Go and show your nan. I'd walk into the lounge room, my nan would go, that's a lovely sweater. Yeah. I always remember being perplexed and never thought about it until I heard your conversation today. Right, well, um, and, and jumper in America is actually a sleeveless dress, I think, so that it gets worse. But we've got at least four sorts of jumpers in English, and there's a jumper and a sweater. A sweater is more sporty, and you maybe sweat into it, but there's a jersey and a guernsey as well. Now, a jersey is something from the Channel Islands. There's jersey, Guernsey, Alderney and Sark. And it's one of the ones which is knitted there usually for seamen with beautiful patterns on them. They're really quite something. But then there's another one in Australia only, which is a Guernsey, which is worn in AFL, often without sleeves. And so it's an Australian special. And it's the sort of one which we see on on, on teams like the Lions and so on. Lovely. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure.
0: Uh, Chris at Springfield, with another question you would like answered by Rolly. Hello, Chris. Hi.
1: My question was
0: just, uh, or petticoat. It sounds like a bit of a misnomer because it uh, goes around your waist.
1: Right. Okay. Originally, um, it, the petty bit is, is French uh, and it means small, as in the court of petty sessions and so on. And petticoat was just a small coat. So it was originally a bit higher than a petticoat, now is. Okay.
0: Now hang but, on a second. When I when I hear petticoat today, yes. I think of a lady's undergarment. Yes, you know, a sort of a skirt you wear under your skirt to stop the sun shining through your top layer skirt and revealing mm-hmm. your, um, yeah, well, your loins, you... etc. But 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 you're saying a petticoat was a small coat, and coat implies outerwear to me.
1: Except that it was originally worn by men. You're looking shocked. I'm just like Chris. I'm and just sitting here. It was under, worn under a coat or a doublet. Oh. So you had a coat on the outside, which was a heavy thing to keep the rain and the, and the cold out. And yes. underneath you had a smaller one, which yes. was a petticoat, which was a small coat, which was worn as a, as a sort of a middle thing between your coat and you. An yeah. undercoat, like an underskirt. But like then again, it, it did a little a little jump and it jumped genders this time. So that you can't always go from the origins of the word to what we do now with it.
0: Yeah. Does, does that make sense, Chris?
1: Yeah, it was originally male. That's a,
0: that's a great Do you want some question. other funny ones? Yes. Bodice yes, was please. originally
1: bodies, and you used to say a pair of bodies.
0: That's
1: confusing? Yes, very. And apron was originally a napron with an n, and it was a napron. And over time, people saying an apron, an apron, an apron. You weren't sure whether where the n went, and so the n detached itself from napron and attached itself to the the article a. So it's a. It was a napron, and it's now an apron.
0: And does napron have any connection to napery napkin? N-
1: no, yes, it, no I don't think so. Naprin? That one was French.
0: Ah, we. Oui. Yeah, Jonathan At Nanda, hello, Jonathan. Second call for the day's
1: task, Sorry, but <laughs> it's all right. Well, you're slightly wrong. Now you're right about the jersey being knitted by a fisherman yes. in Jersey, but the Guernsey is a different pattern knitted by a fisherman in Guernsey. Yes. You said it was a, It was from. Well, football oh, I beg your pardon. There, there is. A, I did. What I didn't say was that there is another sort. You're quite right, which is distinctive and Guernsey, and people over there can distinguish people from one island to the other by the patterns on their jumpers. Oh, that's remarkable. Yes. Yes. Jolipin. Thank you. Thank you. Jolipin. But it's also the only sport in which the players wear Guernseys. And there you go. Okay. Um, and there's a bit more. Um, mm. I think I, I, an apron I find very funny because uh, yute, uh, sorry, a newt used to be an ute, and this time the n has jumped the other way, and it's attached itself to the noun newt. And adder used to be a nadder, and we know that because in German the word is natter. Right? And the n, people were saying an adder, an adder, an adder, you don't know whether it's a nadder or an adder. And it's kind of resolved itself. Um, can I tell you a little bit about the French? Because they, they really do interesting things. They've, they've borrowed a lot of our, uh, our words for clothes, and they've made them into, into things which are, are now singular. So they have un pull, which is a pullover. Well, that's all right. That's above the waist. And, but they have un short, and un is singular in French. Or because in French, a word for trousers is un pantalon, which is singular. And you hear that a little bit. In some, some shops around here, you can get pant. But they talk about pant rather than pants.
0: Really? I would, that would be surprising to me.
1: Yeah, it would be surprising. Bring well, your
0: pant, Catherine.
1: Try this. Try this. Then you can get un short and un jean and unlegging. legging. they borrowed all of these words into French. And with shoes, they borrowed the words and they make them all plural. So, les des baskets, which is uh, sneakers for playing basketball in. And des tennis where you play the S on the end, that's for tennis shoes, des moccasins, moccasins des derbies for derby shoes, and des mules for mules which are worn by ladies. So what was interesting with French is that until about maybe the year 2000 or so, uh, no, make that 1950, there was a lot of traffic from French to English over hundreds of years for classy clothing. And after that, the rise of the English, particularly the youth, uh, clothing market, meant that it started going the other way and the, the the flow has reversed. French, poor old French, has borrowed enormous numbers of English words into the youth, uh, particularly these things worn by younger people, as you know. And uh, they're, they're polluting the French language with words that the French Academy absolutely hates. There's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> bleu. Bleu. Rolly, Helen
0: is um, in the beautiful Glasshouse Mountains um, with a point about naprons, aka aprons. Mm-hmm. Hi,
1: Helen. Hi, uh, Rolly, in England, we used to call aprons pinafores or pinnies. Yes. Um, in, in comparison to a pinafore dress. I just wondered where that came from. Yeah, pinafore um, originally had a bib pinned on the front, and that was the pin bit, all right, and that was on the front, so fore rather than behind. So a pinafore oh. was something which had the pin in the front, as it were, uh, and uh, it was an apron with a bib pinned on the front. Okay. And then it gradually became something more like a, a, a total integrated dress, you know. Uh, and once again, the, the historic interest of this, you know, if you take it to bits, pin a four, you can see how it came about.
0: Can I sneak one in real quick, Rolly, please? And sneak that are the, one uh, in. The och words, socks, jocks and frocks. Yes. Any reason as to why they all have Ock in them?
1: Entire serendipity. Okay. Nothing in it at all. I'm sorry. But sacre bleu, what can one say? Sacre bleu. You you sound so French when you get crossed. I
0: don't know about that. Okay, look, it's it's, it's about time for your last word, but any closing comments or thoughts about. Well, except article.
1: that if you think about it, there there are lots of things in you know, clothes which are perhaps worn for special events or something um, from different different cultures. But I think our, our clothing world has settled down now. We're not borrowing from people as much as we used to. We're providing clothing words for other people, including the French and the Germans and the Japanese and all sorts of other people who are looking at the youth culture, particularly California, and saying, that is cool. And I... Seldom say cool. And we will copy it. And they do. Très bomb my sherry. Oh, thank you. Um,
0: okay, Rolly, your last word, please.
1: Some drink from the fountain of knowledge. You only gargled. <laughs> and I say that not personally no, to I'm you. Sure, but I'm, sure,
0: I'm sure, I'm um, sure, I'm sure. A pleasure and a privilege as ever, Professor. <laughs> Merci, Boo Professor Rolly Sussex, our Lord of Language, having a word in your ear.
1: ABC.